the People Podcast, uh, the Gill edition. Gill is here with me again for our regular weekly uh, sit down. What's up? What's up? Um, and so today's topics are going to be basically based off of everything that's going on in this country. Gil, I'm sure you're aware of what's happening. Oh, uh, man, yeah. So the much, protests, so the, the, uh, the riots seem to have, uh, like the vandalism and stuff seem to have gone down. I think it's starting to become a little more peaceful now, uh, which is good. You got a lot of, uh, I'm seeing a lot of like celebrities and athletes coming down to the ground with everybody else who's protesting and sitting with them. I know that here locally, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, they all did a, a peaceful protest in Oakland uh, this past week. Um, and you see a lot more people, I think, are, I think they're weeding out the ones that are just out there just to kind of, they're the opportunists who are damaging stuff like that. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good sign. And um, the beginning of this is I want to just bring up, uh, just get our opinions on um, what seems to be an issue right now is people being able to just say Black Lives Matter. Uh, some just resort straight to saying All Lives Matter um, for whatever reason. They are some some are struggling with saying Black Lives Matter, including I believe the president can't say it either. Um, I think if he was able to just come out in the beginning and say Black Lives Matter in the beginning. Um, that he stands by it, that probably would kind of, maybe not going to heal the country and bring everybody together, but it would be kind of one of those moments where people would possibly, like, unite a little bit better. But well, the problem is he didn't even address anybody. He just, no, he's not. He went, he, honestly, during this entire, um, <laughs> this, during this entire thing, from the moment of George Floyd's death to even now, like, honestly, he went to a bunker. He didn't address anybody. Obviously, you got to protect the president. Yeah, that's fine. But why didn't he address the nation? Like, he's supposed to be our leader. Yeah. You're so, he's somebody that we are supposed to turn to and look at. Everybody did. And he ultimately failed us. He didn't. And don't get me wrong. Like, it, like he, I don't know. I, me, personally, I, I, I see any other president would have addressed it. Said Demo- something. Said something. Yeah. Democrat or Republican, no matter which side you are, any other president we had, Democrat or Republican, I honestly, truly feel they would have addressed the situation, spoken to America, and came out and talked to everybody. But this one... I don't get the know. whole bunker thing either. Like, I mean, is he that... Does he feel that threatened by peaceful protests or is, well, has he been watching let's, well, let's does he watch too many movies it, of like you know people some SWAT peace, teams it wasn't all peaceful yeah yeah um, especially in Washington and Washington for a minute there was some fires and some burning man yeah some fires and up. but I mean you're the White House is a fucking fortress okay this isn't a movie where like there's some civilians or like tactical masters dressed up in civilian outfits out there. I mean, well, he has to listen to his advisors, and honestly, let's just be yeah, honest with yeah. let's just be honest with you. He's listened to his advisors. His advisors probably said, "Get into the bunker because if they start charging the White House, we're gonna have to open fire on them." I honestly feel that if people yeah. started charging the White House, I have I have a strong feeling we would have seen uh, deaths, more deaths in America. I honestly feel in Washington it would have been a bloodbath. Yeah, and but then he did eventually come out of his bunker for a very valid valid reason you know to take a photo shoot in front of a church with the bible did you see that i did see that and he got a lot of slack for that too it was Which, a, it was one of the most awkward things i've ever like, seen like i don't understand like that's that's what you came out of your bunker to do 
Yeah, and they had to move. He had to clear out that whole area just so he could walk through. But then when he's walking, he's just walking without anyone real close by. It's like a smug, like, look at me. It's just the way he's going about this is just... I mean, I guess it's not surprising just based off how he's been. Um, Well, the thing is, I I don't... Honestly, like I told you, you know me, I'm not, I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican. I kind of I kind of consider myself in the middle. Yeah. I like to see somebody do what's right by not only the economy and uh, America, but also by, you know, the people as well, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, like the, I like a little bit of a gray area, mm-hmm. but with uh, him, I mean... He makes it hard. He does, because <laughs> even the stuff that I do agree with, he approaches it in a wrong way. Yeah. He approaches it in a very unprofessional manner, and he's mm-hmm. always been like that. Since he's been called into office, he's always approached things uh, very unprofessionally. He's always been disrespectful. You don't see like, just the way he acts, the tantrums he throws, the way he makes fun of people, just the different things. Like yeah. It's almost, and I think that's why a lot of people love him. Like that was one, There was a psychologist I was talking about that a lot of people love Donald Trump. Why? Because he talks like us. He yeah. talks like he's just one of us from the street. Like you meet somebody at a bar and he talks and, you know, he's up there. He's not <laughs> professional like all the other presidents. He's not, no, he's not. you know, and, and that's fine. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's how he gets, you know, gets through to so many people is that he, his level of language is like... And he gets through to a certain like, kind of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's and just I, like, I, yeah, I don't. Um, he's just very. I, I can't really listen to him talk just because he's just just seeing him. Just how he, he's just weird. He's a weird dude. He looks weird. <laughs> he sounds weird. His he goes about this whole thing very very poorly. Um, but just back to the all lives matter and Black Lives Matter. have been killed by the police uh, like police brutality and that's a lot um, but this movement right here the Black Lives Matter movement is very important and it doesn't mean that you think every other life is unimportant it just means that you recognize that there's a problem right now and we need to fix that problem and that you realize that once we fix this problem if we can get there it's gonna open up everything to help this country reach the ultimate goal of what I think we need to get, which is racial equality for everyone. But there's there's steps there's steps for everything. This is one of the biggest ones that's been, you know, plaguing the country for a long time now. If you go back as over four hundred years of certain types of mistreatment, this is one of the biggest ones as as humans as human beings for humanity. I think this we need to win this battle in order to win the overall fight for equality for everybody. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think one of the biggest things with this movement is people aren't listening to the words. Now, they're not saying only black lives matter. Yeah. They're saying black lives matter. Now, um, it's kind of like 
I saw a few different analogies. Okay. Now it might resonate with you, it might not. But you know, your house is on fire on the street, okay? Mm -hmm. There's about 10 houses on the street, one's on fire. You say, hey, I need water, my house is on fire. And somebody says, well, all houses matter. I saw another one where somebody is wearing a Save the Whales shirt and they're like, hey, save the whales. And somebody else comes up and say, hey, well, all animals matter. Yeah. Okay, so let's just kind of break that down, you know, when it comes to the whole, and this my thought process, we, I truly believe that we are all brothers and sisters, okay? Mm-hmm. You, people like to segregate us in different races. Oh, this is your race, this is your race. I look at it as ethnicities because when you look at the entire thing, we are all the human race. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's only one race that's human, and we have a, we come from a bunch of different backgrounds. So I truly believe that, you know, we're all brothers and sisters, and, you know, I could walk down the street right now, embrace somebody, ask them how they're, I don't have to know you. I can, I can say hello to you, give you a nod, give you a smile, yeah. just try to enrich somebody's life. You don't know what somebody's going through. So I truly believe that we have to come together. This is a critical moment in history and a critical moment in time for us all to come together and yeah. rise as one. And that's the biggest problem is the segregation. We have not been able to rise as one. Now. You know, when it comes to the whole Black Lives Matter movement, you know, you have a one race with a bunch of different backgrounds. You have Hispanic, you have white, you have Polynesian, you have Asian, you have so many different backgrounds. Right now, here in America, it is our black brothers and sisters who are struggling. Mm-hmm. They are the ones right now who are being discriminated against, and they're trying to... Uh, have their movement acknowledged and they are also looking to us you know other races for support as well we should be willing to give that type of support you know when you see your brother out there uh, drowning what are you gonna do are you know your brother or sister they're in the they're in the pool they're drowning you're gonna jump in and save them or throw them a a life vest you know Mm -hmm. you, you want to help them and that could be that could be another analogy for this movement you know they're it's up to us to reach our hand out and help uplift them so you know people say well you know all lives can't matter until black lives matter but I think what people are missed they're missing the point okay because right now most of the other lives aren't as uh, discriminated against as the black lives and so I think people right now are trying or they hear that and they say oh well they're trying to say that black lives are more important than my life but that's not what they're trying yeah. to say I think they're getting they're getting this kind of case of almost like tunnel vision of people yeah. just thinking, oh, well, they, if that's all that matters. That's all that matters. But the bigger picture is like this is something that's going to build for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And if the roles were reversed, and you know what, years from now, who knows what the future holds? Roles, I hope not, but roles could be reversed in a way to where, hey, you know, it might be the Hispanics who need us. It might be the the whites, the Polynesians, mm-hmm. the uh, Asian community. It might be somebody else that's being discriminated against or needs us. And you know what? We need to stop thinking about color. Me, I like to say I'm colorblind. I don't like to look at color. Okay, we yeah. need to all rise up, have one voice, and stand together as humans and care for each other. And I would pray and hope that after this movement, you know, once that equality is met, it never happens again. And if it does happen again, then all the all the uh, backgrounds, all the races, they need to once again be there for each other. Yes. Yeah. You know my whole thought process on that. that's yeah, no it's true because i just think that that's why this movement i mean this movement is started 
mean, I think the actual Black Lives Matter movement, I believe, started in, like, 2013 or something like that. But just overall, this is, like, it's it's such a big thing that we need to be able to, to, to accomplish in this country for everybody. And I think people need to, like, we have to somehow be able to harness, like, if you think about it, I, I go to sporting events a lot. I go to, like, football games, like a Raider game or a sporting event. When you go to, like, a Raider game or a football game, like, there's everybody under the sun is in there. And if you like that team, you're high-fiving. I see people high-fiving each other, all different races. all for those, So those, for those, like, three hours that you're in that stadium, everybody is, like, one. We're all a family. I mean, if you've ever been to a football game and you're, you know, you like this, the team that you're liking, like, you're in it. It's like, man, I've high-fived, I've hugged, I've I've eaten with people I've never met in my life, all different races and stuff like that. If, if we can harness that, like, that one common thing that we're trying to reach, because for sports, for the analogy I'm using, sports is, and I'm just a Raider fan, so for Raiders, Raider fans, like, that's, what, that's that one thing that we all have that bond. We have to somehow, I think, find something that we can use to harness it for the, the whole country and just overall just life. Yeah, and it's it sucks that, and it just sucks that there has to be a movement like this. Like if you think about it, like we're, like people that we have to question, like whether or not lives matter, sucks. And how can we we need to be able to see that? Like, like how is that? How do we? It just sucks that we have to have this movement. It's a necessary thing because we need to we need to awaken a lot of people. But the fact that we have to have this, it just shows how sideways we've went. I saw in, uh, some pictures of the protest and I saw this one lady holding up a sign that said after 66 years I'm still protesting this bullshit yeah it's like, just... it, it makes that sign put in a perspective I mean it's been going on for years and years and years yeah. and like you know it's like, like it's like we were talking about earlier it's not that all lives don't matter because just life on her I don't care if you're a human I don't care if yeah. you're an animal I, I'm a lover of life I believe life matters life mm-hmm. needs to be preserved but right now when you have all the you know backgrounds in one bag and one is being segregated you need to grab them and bring them in back in with you it's almost you know yeah. it's it's and it's so easy to explain but so hard to do but I truly believe if you want racism to end you need to stop with the segregation yeah. that's one of the biggest things is segregation people don't realize that whether you are uh, African American whether you're white whether you're Hispanic whether you're Asian Polynesian whether you're uh, you, whatever your sexual orientation is your gender your preference you know whatever it is the segregation in the world needs to stop and there's a lot of segregation during the protests as well that I'm seeing from all the different races and people on Facebook and social media they're over here saying oh well you know there's pictures of people saying hey look at these videos of these white people breaking into the store then you got pictures over here hey look at all these black people breaking into the store then you got pictures over here look at you know what when it comes to all the protests and the rioting, you know, there's three different types of people. You know, there's ones who are out there, they genuinely care, and they're just frustrated, and they just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Then you have your peaceful protesters who are, really want to be heard, and they're doing things in a more peaceful manner. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. I totally understand the frustrations of the ones who are being a little more aggressive. But then you also have the ones who are out there just taking advantage of the situation, and yep. they don't care about the movement, and that's also sad as yep. well. Yep, 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 yep. And it's just, uh, I think... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's some, now you have a lot of, some athletes are speaking out about it, but the problem with that is, I'm going to 
talk about one in particular, which is Drew Brees made a comment. Um, now, we always want people to be truthful, no matter what. Like, especially in like, especially athletes. Like, people, come on, say something. Be be honest for once, you know. And when they say something, then then they get attacked. <laughs> so Drew Brees, uh, he made a comment which his. What he got in trouble with was the very beginning of it. He used some words which is he basically showed he's missing the point of what's going on. Um, he explained his reason why. It's, it was about kneeling, okay? So he had an interview with the Yahoo um, Yahoo Sports, and they basically asked him about, you know, with all the protests happening, do you see that uh, players are going to be kneeling again in NFL? Now, you remember Colin Kaepernick did it a long time ago. He started the kneeling thing, and that guy got – Roasted by everybody. You know, everybody was roasting him. I mean, I mean, the left was kind of like, hey, you know, he's allowed to do it. But the right was like, hey, man, how dare you? You're disrespecting this. But um, his thing was like, it's not about the flag. It's not about the war heroes and stuff like that. Because many people see the flag as that. As they see Absolutely. the flag, they see the the veterans and all that stuff. But he was he was very clear about like, hey, I'm not doing it because of that. Um, but so they asked Drew Brees, and so he basically starts out. Um, his very first sentence to the answer of the question it was basically the question was um, um, you know just about the players kneeling for the thing so this is Drew Brees he starts out by saying and I'll, I'll read a little bit of it and we can kind of dissect it and see how we feel about it so he says I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country that was his first opening line to his response about people kneeling right then and there kind of just shows he used the word disrespecting the flag that's not what the movement was about the kneeling had nothing to do with the flag so it shows him he's kind of like you don't get what the what, what the kneeling was about mm-hmm. and so that set a lot of people off because it's like dude how do you not understand it by now it was like four years ago when colin kaepernick started doing it but he goes and explains his reasoning behind it. He says, let me just tell you what I see or what I feel the national anthem has played. And when I look at the flag of the United States, I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army, one in the Marine Corps. So he goes off on about his grandpas by risking their lives to protect our country and try to make our country a world a better place. Um, the issue I have with that, I mean, it's he's it's cool. He's explaining why he stands up, which is fine, man. It's, you don't have to take a knee. Like, not everybody has to do everything. And... Um, but, you know, he's also kind of saying if you take a knee, you're disrespecting it because he envisions his grandfather's. It, it almost, I mean, he does know, does he know that every, there's a lot of different people that fought in the world war. You know, it's not just his, I imagine his grandparents are white. He's a white man. There's all sorts of ethnicities that fought in that war. So you kind of, you don't, it almost seems like he's kind of saying, you know, like, only white people fought in the war. That's why. How can you disrespect them and stuff like that? Um, so every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at the flag, uh, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed. Um, not those just. But then he also goes into this part. It says not just those in the military, but for the for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movement of the '60s. All that has been endured by so many people to this point. Um, and he says, we still have a long way to go, but I think what you should do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is to show, it shows unity. So he feels that if you stand, it shows unity. Um, he goes, he's explaining, he's not a bad guy because this guy has donated over $4 million to impoverished uh, areas in New Orleans. When Katrina happened, he's very vital in rebuilding the whole community and stuff. So he's not, 
a bad guy. I think a lot of people had ex-teammates, coaches, and stuff like that were getting on him about the very first part we said. He felt like it's disrespecting the flag. Okay, but at the same time, he's also entitled to his beliefs. He is. Yeah, no, he... he America is the, you know, supposedly the land of the free. I don't mm-hmm. feel that's a whole other subject. I don't feel yeah, we yeah, are yeah. free. But, you know, we have freedom of speech. We, we're allowed to feel how we, we are. So let me ask you this. Can you do both? Can you support the movement? Can you say, hey, you know what? No more police brutality and still stand for the flag? Do Absolutely. You, you know, I mean, is there, you a, can. is there a middle area? I think, I think the problem... Uh, no, I mean, you can stand because you, you can stand, you can kneel. I mean, it, but the thing... what I think the problem is is that he's saying... If you don't stand, you're disrespecting the flag. Mm-hmm. And that word alone, disrespecting, like that's not – you're assuming that that's what the kneeling is, is when it's not. And I think the frustration is that he should know that it isn't that because it happened so long ago, like four years ago. And in the yeah. NFL community, 70% of the league is African-American. Okay, mm-hmm. So I imagine he has some African-Americans on his team that – I'm sure, like you would have, you have to know that that's not what it's about. But yet mm-hmm. here we are. Instead of, you know, I mean, it, it's almost like you know the Black Lives Matter thing. He's for whatever reason he's almost dodging that part and just going back to the military thing. It's like it has, to, it has nothing to do with the military. It never had. Has never. It's never been about that. But yet he, his first response to the protests and all that stuff, he brings it about disrespecting the flag. That's the. That's the part where it's like, come on, man, you gotta, you gotta know. And yes, you're entitled to your opinion, but he has to know that, like, that's not. And that's where he caught all the backlash. And that's where he, he basically got all the backlash for that because he comes on to apologize, correct? He does go on to apologize, which I, I know, I, I can't I'll, stand I'll, when athletes say something and then yeah. they come immediately back and they apologize. Like, honestly, for it. I feel that if you say something and you truly believe in it, yeah, you have to own it because yeah. number one. If you come back after that and apologize, to me the apology really seems more forced. Yeah, I don't think anyone bought like the it's apology. Genuine, and honestly, I'm not gonna let anybody tell me how I should feel. Yeah. So if I'm an athlete and that's how I feel, then you know whatever side I choose. Yeah, Neilan's great or Neilan's not great. No matter no matter what side I choose, if I make a statement, yeah. and you know what, at that point. I'm gonna stand by my statement because I'm not gonna let anybody sway how I feel. I think I think actually his apology. Let me take a look here, but I don't think he actually uh, his apology. I don't think he backtracks what he said. I think he's just sorry that he did not know how pe- how people would react to it. I think that's. I think he was more upset at himself of not. All right, so I got a uh, uh, Drew Brees's apology here. Um, so after after he said what he said there was immediate backlash um teams called itself his ex-teammates called it self-centered um they were all hurt by it and so he issued a statement i think maybe a day later so it was kind of quick um it says in an in an attempt to talk about respect unity and solidarity centered around the American flag and the national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and completely missed the mark on the issues we are facing right now as a country. They lacked awareness and any type of compassion or empathy. Instead, those words have become divisive and hurtful and have misled people into believing that somehow I am an enemy. 
This could not be further from the truth and is not an accurate reflection of my heart or my character. So, he's not backtracking what he says. I think he just realized after the fact that what he said was probably... It was insensitive. Yeah, I think... Like I said, I didn't have anything wrong. Like, I had really no... Not too much problem with what he said in the first place, but it was that first opening sentence where he's talking about disrespecting something, and it's like but here, here's he was being honesty. honest with it. Yeah, then that's the thing, honesty, right? Yeah, no, so, that's the so, thing. So let me ask you a quick question. You know, when it comes to this type of thing, do you feel that there's a lot of pressure? Like, do you do you feel that there's a lot a type of pressure put on these people right now, uh, on the celebrities, on the on the you know big names out there that they have to be. Uh, one side or the other. Oh you, yeah, most definitely. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I think I think athletes I and actors feel that some of them that they come have out, they, they need to make sure they're on the yeah they, right side of the movement. Yeah, they may have different points of views and perspectives, which is okay. They Everybody may not believe in the movement own. at all, but they, absolutely, and they can't. Like I, yeah, no, I believe there probably are people out there that uh, don't. They probably don't stand by it, but there's no way in hell like you're going to... There's no, there's no way in hell these guys are going to come out and say that. Oh, unless they don't, they don't care, unless they've already made all their money and stuff like that. Because I, I just don't think... Because once you do, it's done. I mean, Drew Brees, he said one brief thing about the flag and disrespecting it. And he, one of the nicest, most phil... What is it? Philanthropic? Philanthropic? You know, he's a guy who helps out the community, gives his money out to the community. I know it's like, (laughs) it's one of those words. You know what? If you're laughing out there. (laughs) I want to edit edit this out, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep this shit in. To show how smart we are. <laughs> Big brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to edit that part out. Uh, <laughs> anyways, he has helped out the communities that he's he's played in so much that he just, you know, it was just... <laughs> but So I can't imagine anyone even remotely, especially now, coming out with how they really feel, which is something that we want our athletes and everybody to be honest, but as soon as they are... Um, the one thing I, I wanted to kind of go over, we spoke about it earlier before our, our pre-meeting, before our podcast here, um, is just if you take a look at two situations regarding the flag and protesting, right? They, they, they just brought it up now because the season's going to start and people are they're probably going to start protesting and stuff like that. But when it first happened with Kaepernick, he took a knee for police brutality and all the people that are suffering that doesn't have a voice and all that stuff. And... If I just split it, I know there's different sides of the left and there's different versions of the right in political sense. Um, but for the most part, the left was like saying, you know, he's right. It stands for it stands for this. He should be allowed to do it. You know, it, you guys are making it a big deal and it's really, it's not. He stands for something. But then you have the right. It's like, how dare you disrespect the flag? My great grandpa was an army veteran and you're disrespecting him, even though it wasn't about that. And he came out and said it wasn't about it. They still were like, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Right? Pointing the finger, just crushing this guy. He's not even in the league no more. Crushing him, right? And then Drew Brees comes out and is honest and says what he feels about the protests. And his stance um, in the left crushes him. They crushed him for what he said. And the right 
was like, oh, I don't see the big issue. If you the right is like Fox News, right, and the left yeah. is like CNN. Fox News was like, oh, I'm so happy for him. Like he should, you know, that's great. He did, and so they almost switched roles of being angry at something, which is a problem because one of these sides needs to be the bigger person and say, you know what? I'm not going to react the way you reacted to it. You know, we grow up all the time and say, hey, don't stoop to that level. But right now, they they didn't. They switched roles. They were just killing somebody. Another human being just destroying, trying to destroy this guy. And, you know, the other side did the same thing to Kaepernick. And it's just like, it's like, man, we got to somehow figure that part out as well. I mean, is and, there a way to be in the middle? Is there a way to, like, agree? Like, that's the problem. Is everybody wants to agree to disagree? The system's but, set up not to agree. Like, I mean, you literally have to choose sides. Yeah, and you, that's the problem. So you say you're in between, but when yeah, you vote, you got to pick someone. Exactly. And that's you know what I mean? That is the problem. And that's, you can't, there's probably, right now, it's what, it's either Democrat or Republican. You have other parties that have probably candidates that really speak to the people, but they'll never be heard. No, they'll never not, be voted because on because they don't have enough money yep. and they will never have enough exposure. So we're almost we are forced to pick a side, and that's how it works until it until it changes. And somehow. what does it create? Division. Exactly. That's so that's that's, that's, that's the, the best way to control. That's the problem. It's and through division. It is, and it's just uh, it's crazy to see that that's kind of how it happened. I had another thought I was going. You know, I, I actually want to ask a question and get your take on it. You know, this mm. whole situation with. Role reversal, huh? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this whole situation with uh, George Floyd and the the whole police brutality mm-hmm. and the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh huh. What do you think? Like this sparked? I mean, the whole you know is this protesting about both? Is it about Black Lives Matter? Is it about police brutality? Because one thing I've noticed is I think that yeah, this was. A clear case of police brutality. I see people on on social media saying this one wasn't about racism because you had a uh, the officers were Asian, yeah, Asian Hispanic, dude, yeah. black, and white. Yeah, I seen the video. The Asian guy was standing uh, there all smug, looking too. Yeah, was happening. and then you had an officer of almost like a, a huge diversity of officers. I don't. And think so, is it right for the people on social media to say this wasn't about racism? Is race was race involved in this? I mean, I don't think I don't think they're. I don't think it is about racism. I mean, there is racism, but I think it's, they're not grouping it saying the white cop, the white cops are doing all. I think it's police in general mm-hmm. have racist tendencies amongst their whole squads, like for whatever reason. I think there's, it's the police brutality is police. I don't think they're not saying white police brutality or Asian police, they're saying Absolutely. police brutality. So I think they're putting police there now it's it's racism yes because of what is going on but i don't think it's about like white black now people might try to make it that way because it sounds sexier when you do it that way well, and it gets more you get more clicks you get more headlines yeah, absolutely but i think it's more so about police brutality of how the police construct their business when it comes to these situations the training all that stuff that goes on the the reform that's going to have to happen for these a lot of these precincts hmm? you want some gum I'm chewing gum, people, so Gil's interrupting the podcast so he can ask for gum. I won't edit this out either because we're straight real on here, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I think that's what it is. I don't think it's a white – I don't think it's really, oh, that white, the white cop, this cop. I think it's police in general and how they treat the African-American community. Um, 
I'm gonna be honest, this protest because it felt this, a lot different. The st- well, I mean, you got it felt a lot different. You got a pandemic going on where people are being forced to not work. Um, Forty million people were unemployed. But Everyone's stuck at home. It goes beyond that. I think I there's just, just like a rage happening. It felt a lot different because this is one of the protests that we have seen where you have. It seemed like everybody, no matter what background you came from, what ethnicity, everybody is just tired of it. You have thousands of people out there protesting, yeah. all of different colors, all of different backgrounds, and it seems like this protest was a bit different. Like they came together more than any other protest. I mean, sometimes it just it just takes something to happen, and it just you never know how things just they they happen. I mean, it, it it's been going on for so long. Maybe this was the final straw that was like, you know what, enough is enough. And like I said, I think there's a lot of stuff happening in the country right now that everyone's pissed off in general at government as well. Um, and police is part of the government, and you know, it's just kind of been going on for so long that I think people just got tired of it, and they're like, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that or it's, you know. 40 million people were unemployed, so no one has to go to work, so there's a lot of people out there protesting. Yeah, definitely, I like that you bring up the pandemic about, because, you know, honestly, I truly feel that America was literally a gas can just waiting for a match, because you had a bunch of people just and I think so upset, it. indoors, and then this coming out, something like this happening, and before that you had Ahmed Avery, before that you had that, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, but she was shot up in her bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when when does the brutality? And even during the protest, you saw that old the, that old white man who was going to return the the uh, riot squad's helmet to them. He was walking their helmet over. To, yes, it just started. oh the seventy five year old man in um, he got pushed over, cracked his in, head on the cement, uh, Buffalo. and it was bleeding out of his ears. Yeah, they suspended those two cops, and the whole squad uh, re- the whole the, squad, the whole squad re- resigned. Yeah, they resigned. Be- Fifty something uh, officers resigned. They did it because uh, the. From what I hear, they it was the person in charge told them that they needed to clear out some area and told them to do it, and so they did it, and then they busted them for it, and so the whole squad was like, nah, "We're not doing this no more." But do they I, have to push over a seventy-five-year-old man? I don't know. I didn't. Sure. I, I did not see the. Uh, you didn't the, see the video. I didn't see the video of it. Oh no. my goodness, man. Uh, so let's see, police crowd, I'm looking it up now. Police crowd control unit resigns in protest. Officers in their union of You should have heard his head smack off the ground. It was not pleasant to, to watch. I don't think I need to hear that. Um, what well, was he in the way? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, why were they clearing out the area? What was going on? Was it an unruly protest? Is that what they like to say all the time? So here's the video. Listen to his head. Ready? I'm watching the video, people, here in podcast land. How far away are they? Oh, oh! Did you hear his head? God damn. Why did... There was no need for that. I I wasn't even looking over there, so what was was that guy doing over there? He was walking to return a helmet to one of the police members who didn't have their helmet, and then he knocked them over. And snap, crackle, pop? Yes. Jesus Christ. Cheese and rice. Uh, I'm reading the article here. A special squad on the Buffalo Police Department, the emergency response team, has resigned from their posts. 
57 resigned in disgust because of the treatment of two of their members. So now you have police that are protesting against protesting. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. Something's going to have... Oh, yeah, the video shoving a 75-year-old protester who struck his head on the pavement and immediately started bleeding onto the... Oh, my God. He hit so hard he was bleeding off the back of his head and ears. Uh, just about an hour ago. Oh, here's another video. Look at this angle. Oh, my Lord. I'm going to watch it. Uh, okay, for... Oh, my... They kept walking. Yeah, he's unconscious. They kept walking. Look at him bleed. Look at they kept walking. Horrible. But that's what police brutality is. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be the was it what's it called when you like start arguing the other part? Devil's advocate is that yes, what it is? Yes, devil's advocate. <laughs> My girlfriend's very good at it. I just I just watched it. They didn't they didn't shove him to the ground. They didn't shove him to the ground, dude. He he was stumbling. <laughs> he tripped. Now they they nudged him. He but was nudged, but, but initially it sounded like they fucking checked this. this guy. Let, let me, but listen to this. I'm just when you're I, no, I get what you're saying, but if they would have pushed lost, me like that, I probably wouldn't have fallen. A 75 year old guy has trouble walking as it is. Okay. They didn't know how old he was. Let's see. He was shoved and he fell. God, he stumbled. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh, not the first elderly no, no, individual they put I know, over. I sound like a fucking asshole. The last that's time fine. they hit somebody for a right shield and sound... fell over. Yeah, I know. Okay, I got, yeah, that's fine. I get it. Okay. However, Long time, Nick. How... Long time to play devil's advocate. <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah. I, Are you going to edit this out? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not going to edit it out. It's just. You can't believe how, how bad that looked, huh? Well, it looked bad. Like from the other angle, you see him falling, but you, there's the other video. They didn't. They kind of nudged him a little bit to get out of the way, and then he stumbled over his feet. And then, have, if you ever fell backwards before, it, they ain't no. He ain't stopping himself. No, absolutely. Especially at even, that I age. I couldn't even stop myself like that. There was no way. Yeah, and at, and at that age, it's hard to get your hands back to stop yourself too. So, what should they have done? Uh, not knocked over a seventy-five-year-old man. They could have walked him out of the area. Not knocked him over like that and that's not the first video of surfacing of <laughs> old men getting knocked over morning graphic video yeah it's crazy however no I'm just kidding <laughs> I won't go on I'm gonna get fucking fired <laughs> it just I have a couple opinions about the protesting and stuff like that like if the police are marching towards you right they're marching towards you and like you see them marching towards you and they're like shouting hey back up back up back up and there's a big ass gap in between you and them and you still don't move i mean should they have done that no but as a person you'd be like all right man these these guys ain't playing around there's and there was no one else around that old dude where was everybody else at where in the protest what's going on Nobody had his back. They were all they all backed up. Is that what happened? I have no clue. There Me neither. Really a protest there at the time. That's the thing. That's why they didn't have no reason to be that violent with him. There was nobody on the street. They were clearing it out for a reason. I don't know why though. 
That's crazy. <laughs> I know, I'm fucking devil's advocate. Now I'm just a fucking devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty bad, Nick. That's not bad at all. <laughs> I have an opinion on it. Okay, it looked like... It looked like he barely got touched. It was like a James Harden flop. That's what it looks like, dude. The guy put his hand on his arm, and he was trying to back up, and he tripped over his feet. But he's an old man, and it looks fucking horrific. It was horrific. But see what happened now. The cops are all resigning. Now what's going to happen? Why was all the cops decided to say, you know what? We're not fucking doing this anymore. You ever seen Judge Dredd? Block War. Yeah. I'm the law. <laughs> so what's going to happen now when all the cops start protesting because of the protesting? I don't know. Are you trying to leave? Is that what you're doing? What are you... <laughs> Everyone, Gil is standing up trying to leave this podcast. How dare you? Just because it got uncomfortable and I have an opinion that you don't <laughs> agree with, you're just going to leave now? Oh, he's giving me the bye-bye sign. All right. It's late. It's past his bedtime. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I know it was kind of a serious topic, and then I went a little off the deep end towards the end here. Don't hate me. I'm just looking at the video. Do yourself a favor. It's a. It's kind of a graphic video. See the stuff that we were talking about. Form your own opinion. Um, if you have an opinion, use your voice. Do what you can to get... Uh, to try to change things that are going on out there. Um, I would say start with the local government um, because the local government and state government are the ones that help reform police stations. They're the ones who hire police chiefs. They're the ones who put, uh, that negotiate stuff with the police union. So your local and state government are the ones that help reform or create whatever happens at your local police station. I know we think of the president and uh, what he does and what he says, but he does ha not have that much control when it comes to police reform in your local area. So do what you can to vote, um, be heard, um, use all the tools that we have out there to be able to change what we can do, all right? So everyone can do a little bit, so do what you can. Obviously, if you feel for this movement, if you don't, then I don't know what to tell you. You could just keep things as, as the same. I mean, if you like them how they are, but... If you want change, I would de definitely go look into your local government, your local elections. That's where we can start to kind of change the things. So we, each state starts changing. Guess what? The whole country eventually will change. So that's all I have to say this week. Gil, do you have any final moments or final comments? No, besides? no, no final comments. No, no final comments tonight, man. Okay. I think you said it all. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Um, and that is it, all right? I'm out. Say bye, yo. Bye, yo.